This is Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, a weekly Hendricks County Icon podcast presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Gus, how you doing th today? I'm as happy as a cat at a fish market. All right. Well, that's, that's pretty happy. Yeah, they are happy. <laughs> you got big plans this weekend? Actually, um, you know, just the regular, you know, build a spaceship build a spaceship drive out there okay i'm working you know all right all right well our guest today is renee harler and renee is the founder of misty eyes misty eyes is um, uh, an animal group and uh we're delighted to have renee here they they we got a lot to talk to about with renee uh one of the things is uh their signature event that they're happy to be able to bring back um, that they didn't have last year because of COVID is Raise the Wolf. So welcome today, Renee. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how Misty Eyes formed and gosh, it just seems like yesterday that I met you and you were forming all this and uh, wasn't that Roughly 2008, 2009? Yeah, it was about, it was about uh, 10 years ago, a decade ago. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, Sherry Fox and I had uh, known each other through different volunteer efforts that we were doing with animals in, in various capacities. And um, with um, Hendricks County, uh, both of us living here, and knowing there was a pretty high euthanasia rate in the county, we decided that something needed to be done, mm -hmm. and we decided we should probably be the ones to do it. So on that note... Um, Misty Eyes was started, and um, we didn't quite know what to expect, but again, after 10 years, we're, we're glad we took the plunge. Now, you started in Brownsburg? We did. Our first location was on Main Street in Brownsburg, and we rented a 1,000-square-foot building, and we were there on the weekends um, with animals up for adoptions, and so we were there for about uh, three years before and, moving to Avon. And then, so how did it work? Is this a rescue or did these animals, they didn't live there in Brownsburg? No, no, and they still don't live um, on site. So we have been foster-based since founding and our goal is to build uh, three more buildings um, to house animals in Avon. So at one point um, in the future, we will have the ability to hold um, and house 50 cats on site and then 50 dogs on site. But we'll continue our foster program because animals thrive um, obviously better in a home environment in when do, most cases. When do you get animals? When, when, what stage are they in? Are they like, is it the last meal and you go in and give them the reprieve or what? You know, it's kind of a mix. Um, Sherry and the animal operations team work with a lot of uh, rural shelters in the state of Indiana, a couple hours north, a couple hours south, as well as here in central Indiana. And most of the animals that we are, we are getting in are animals um, who, due to overpopulation and um, no fault of their own, end up in shelters or end up strays and, and then in shelters. And there's really nowhere to house them. There's not the money to care for them. Um, so they risk euthanasia. So that's when we jump in and say, we'll take them on under our care and they're uh, transferred over to us. So tell me about the facility in Avon. So uh, we bought a uh, foreclosure uh, six years ago, and through the efforts of some pretty awesome volunteers and community, we were able to transform a ranch home into what people know as our adoption center. And we're there uh, Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, we have animals there. 
um, and we're open to the public. The rest of the week we hold junior volunteer programs. Uh, we do meet and greets with animals. Um, so the adoption center is always busy um, and it takes a, a huge team to uh, take care of it. We've got teams that mow the three acres and we've got teams that keep the facility updated and a cleaning team and the adoption team and a whole uh, amazing group of people that make that center operate. And we're excited because behind the center there's three acres of land and I think what a lot of people think is that's Misty Eyes. That one building that they're seeing, that's what Misty Eyes is. Um, that's what it is right now, but we hope to break ground this year to build Kitty City, followed by Canine Country, and then our uh, education What, what is building. it followed by? Can uh, and Country? Canine Country. Oh, Canine Country. Yeah, I like that. That's Those where our dogs will, will reside. You guys have the best names. <laughs> so um, Misty Eyes is much more than the current adoption center, but again, it's it's about raising funds and, and getting ready. So Now, where is it again? Uh, right on Dan Jones. Um, just at like just 100 South, near 100 South? Yeah, north of uh, 100 South, south of Rockville. So right there by the big four. Entrance. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Okay, so just over the bridge. Just over the bridge. Yeah. And uh, so um, what would people, how do, how do you have these adoption events and what is required to bring to an adoption event? We'll get to raise the wolf in the in a minute, but I'm just curious as to how, yeah. how do you go about adopting yeah. things? Because I, I don't know what I would need to bring. Yeah, so um, our animals are all online, and when a family finds one that they're interested in, they come to the adoption center or they set up a private meet and greet. Because again, with our animals being in foster homes, we couldn't bring every animal to the center all at once. Um, so the family would start off by contacting um, us via the, the internet. Then they're matched up with an adoption counselor and um, an application is filled out, it's available online. And then our adoption counselors um, meet with the family, they do the reference checks. And I think one of the things that Animal Operations does a really good job with is that, you know, just because, you know, you may see a furry white dog and say, that's the cutest dog ever, I want it fill out an application, and then realize that if you're a runner and you want a, a buddy to run with and, and take hiking, this dog may be a couch potato. So right. just because you apply for one, um, our adoption counselors do a great job of saying, what's your family like, what's your lifestyle like, and, and doing really what's best for you and for the pet, because you don't want to be mismatched, right? Because that's going to be your buddy for a long time. So it's not, it's not to check up on people necessarily. You do want to make sure that they're able to provide a nice home, but it's not about that. It's more about learning more about who these people are and matching them with the perfect pet. Yeah, exactly. We, we truthful, truthfully, since founding, we look for reasons to adopt. We just um, actually had a great experience with Misty Eyes several months ago. We got our little kitten, oh, Saxon. Yeah. Oh, Saxon? Saxon. Oh, nice. And um, just, uh, again, it was a, and we went in, we had a meet and greet, and um, it was, it seemed like a, a relatively easy process. Yeah, we, we don't want to make it difficult for people. We, we want to ensure that a pet is going to a good home, and we want to ensure it's a good match. Um, and sometimes we find it just, um, you know, sometimes people have questions. A lot of times people have questions about animals and adoption and how an animal will adapt to a home, um, if they have other pets, if they have kids, you know. So it's just really doing a good job of matching pets and people. MistyEyes.com, what's the? Uh, MistyEyes.org. MistyEyes.org. And why is it called Misty Eyes? 
Um, try to make a, the long story short. Uh, okay, try. I was uh, about 16 or 17 years ago, one afternoon, I decided I wanted a dog, um, kind of out of the blue. And I went up to our local shelter in Vermont, and there was a bunch of dogs. And one dog kind of stayed in the back of the kennel, and I said, I'd like her. And Bob, his name was Bob, he said she's not good for a first-time pet owner, but she looked sad. Her eyes caught mine. Her name was Misty. I didn't know you could change a pet's name, <laughs> so I <laughs> finally convinced them to let me adopt her, and um, the rest is history. So when I looked at her eyes, they were sad, and then after a few years, I noticed she just changed. I mean, I looked at her one day, and I thought, wow, you're, you're living such a good life now. And so any animals came you know, any animals that come into our facility or our organization, they don't know why they're there. It might, they might have come from a loving home where the owner just passed away suddenly, or they might have come from a horrific situation. But if you look into their eyes, you see confusion. If we at Misty Eyes kind of do it right, when they leave, they're happy eyes. So hence the name Misty Eyes. Nice. You're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Renee Harler. Uh, founder of Misty Eyes, and uh, so what? Do you what? Uh, tell us about Raise the Wolf. What's going to happen? Yeah. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um, that was our signature event when we first started, and it's kind of developed over the years. Um, it's an uplifting celebration of animal rescue. I mean, there can be sadness in it when you see animals coming in, but this event shows what happens when you get people that care about animals together. So we bring back um, some of our most memorable uh, guests of honor, some of these dogs that come in in pretty rough shape or kind of have, get a rough shot at start at life. Um, they're in loving homes now, and so their families bring them and talk, You actually talk get the animals to come. They do. Yeah, we invite them. They are, they are our guests, and um, there's three in the meet and greet uh, VIP hour, and then three come up and, and give the presentations, and so people can meet them and kind of see where they were before, but showing what um, what can be done to, to make a difference in their life. What, why, what, why do we have some of these issues with animals, domestic animals? It seems like it's this never-ending, I mean, there are two groups at least here in Hendricks County that uh, are dedicated to animals, pets. Uh, why is that? What is the culture that happens because we have these problems and they need to be solved you know and in, in my opinion a lot has to do with um, pet overpopulation there's too too many pets um, and not enough homes and then it's education um, you know there's a lot of reasons why people may or may not want to spay and neuter their pets um, you know if, if you have a dog and you say oh my dog never gets out um, and you keep your un um, neutered or spayed dog in your fence and an electric fence and another dog comes walking in potentially there's eight puppies and then what do you do with eight puppies and it just the numbers multiply i mean if you look at the numbers it's crazy how quickly one um, animal can create hundreds of animals in in their lifetime if not thousands so if people would spay and neuter their pets that would help uh, a tremendous amount and then a lot of times i i think uh, people don't always understand about a lifetime commitment of a pet. You know, you get a lot of things in this world and it's, you know, you toss them to the side, but when you get a pet, you, you can't. So then that's where your neglect kind of comes in and you see animals just tied out, um, left in crates and just kind of thought of as, a, as an old toy or, you know, something that can be discarded. And, and that's just not the case. So um, we, we work hard, I, I agree, it's, it's crazy how many 
you know, you can do adoption events all day, you know, and ideally we one day go out of business because there's no extra animals. You'd but love to, right? We'd love to. Um, so when we started, you know, years ago, we started our education programs immediately as soon as we started rescuing animals because, you know, we can all day adopt animals out, but we have got to stop how many animals there are that need homes. Who, who are these foster people? Who are these foster people? Because this has got to be the ultimate act of love, I would think. Yeah, it, it truly is amazing. Um, they are people, they're, they're all walks of life, all everything. Um, there's families, there's individuals, there's young people, retired people. Um, they're just people who care um, and are willing to open their homes. And yeah, it's it can be hard. I mean, if you take a dog that's never been inside a house and all of a sudden you put them in a house, um, I mean, th think of what can happen. Dogs are, they're animals and cats. I mean, they're, they're going into someone's home and, and causing a, a momentary, uh, momentary dis disruption. Right. Um, our fosters really do. They really extend and open their homes. Uh, we ask that they provide a safe and loving environment, and then we provide everything else. So we provide the food and the toys and the beds and everything you would need to care for a pet. Um, so it, it is, it's remarkable to me. Um, that we have the the fosters that we do we couldn't save lives without them and they really step up to the plate sometimes at 11 o'clock at night if we need them so. and and they'll come they'll they'll house the animals and then the animal could be adopted out pretty quickly or it could take months and they've grown attached yeah yeah I, I can't imagine you wouldn't like a pet if you know if you yeah if you were a foster you'd have to like pets yeah and they and they you know we have somewhat what they're called foster fails right they end up adopting the the pet and it's their own pet um but you know many of foster them kinda, fails yeah. is that what we call it that's what we call them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a foster fail which is never a bad thing right right um but you know you you look at some of these families that foster i mean we have families that foster 30 pets a year sometimes and so or, or more um and you look at these families that do this and then yeah it's they they experience that sadness when you let something you've cared for grow especially some of these that you know maybe are medical needs and you're really nurturing them and, right. and then they're off you know you you worry you hope it's you know the best fit and our counselors do a good job with that but um yeah it's it can be tough to foster um but it, it's just remarkable that we have the group and without them again we we would be absolutely nothing without the fosters renee uh, gus mentioned um minutes ago about other groups um, like groups I mean and, and I think we are blessed in Hendricks County to have um, groups that, that, that care about animals so what's your relationship like with um, with say with say uh, Hendricks Humane mm -hmm. yeah so um, they do a really great job I know with the pet food pantry and and some of their trap and release programs um, I think that we we have a good relationship with them as far as if they need something from us we're there or we need something from from them um and that's how we work together i think they're they're more um the education and the human pet bond um you know and we, we probably do maybe more on the adoption side um, but it takes a whole a whole group of people working together so yeah, I think I, I think and I hope we have good relationships with everyone in, in the county. We work hard to do that. But they so, seem to sort of like focus maybe a little bit on the feral cat situation, yeah. the community cat situation, yeah, the they, trap. And yeah, because that is a big issue, that's isn't a, it? That's a huge issue, yeah. And they do a great job with, with that. But your, your relationship, though, stretches 
outside of Hendricks County, I'm sure, with a lot of the rescues in, in Metro Indianapolis. And yeah, we're, we're, I mean, two hours south, we're two, two hours north, we're, we're working with rural areas, and yeah, we, we, we reach out quite a, quite a ways. Hmm. So uh, what is the future after uh, Kitty City and Canine Country? I mean, what, how, give me a little bit more about those yeah. two. So those two buildings, I, I, I'm excited. We've been working hard. Um, K9 con or, uh, Kitty City coming first will attach to our main building, and then we'll have um, more regular adoption hours. So we'll, we'll be open four or five days a week. Um, so the cats will live there. They'll have an indoor play area and an outdoor play area, and they'll live in suites. One of the things about Misty Eyes that I, I love, um, so we'll never have the kennels and the cages and things like that. We want to make it a really almost um, suite-like environment. So they'll live in suites with... Each cat will have a window. Um, it'll be a bright environment. Um, a window outside? Window looking outside, yep. Nice. Um, window with a view. And, yeah, um, right. And then Canine Country will come after that. Um, again, same set, uh, setup. You know, the dogs will have their own individual play areas and then a mutual play area. Being in a shelter environment, and Sherry's really the expert on this part of it, but being in a dogs and cats that are just in an enclosed environment and not a home environment, can be stressful, so we're working to create an interior that is beneficial. You're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Tile and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Renee Harler, uh, founder of Misty Eyes. And um, uh, talk a little bit more um, about. Uh, let's go back to raise the wolf. It, again, that is uh, the date of that. I believe is the 16th Sunday, the 16th of May. Yes. It's going to be at the Avon Wedding Barn, correct? That's correct. And um, I think you're almost sold out. We that's are. Correct? We are. And that's, that's wonderful because all the proceeds from that go to the buildings that we've been talking about. And once these buildings are built, for example, uh, when Kitty City's built, that equates to 400 or more additional cats we can save a year. And that's, that's huge for us. So that's why we're pushing uh, hard to get these buildings built. Um, for every one animal we're taking in, we're turning away two, and that's mainly due to space limitations. So that kind of brings to light the, the need and the urgency of this. You could only help one out of three. Yes. Wow. Yep. That is huge. It really is. And how many do you, do you help in a, in a year? Uh, last year, uh, we did 609 adoptions. It was our biggest year to date. Um, we've grown year over year for the last 10 years. Do you think that'll drop off because of COVID and people coming back? Or do you think, I just wondered if the adoption increase was due to people staying at home more. Um, it grew pretty um, on pace with what it's been growing. Um, so uh, right now we're, you know, four months in and we're pacing to do uh, more than what we did last year. So I think it'll continue to grow. What are other ways that uh, the organization is supported by financially? Um, we are um, supported uh, through individual donations, uh, you know, just caring people that have a spot in their heart for animals and believe in our mission. Um, we do um, Raise the Wolf and then the Bow Wow Bash. Those are our two signature events. Mm -hmm. um, but we do little events throughout the year, um, and we write grants. And you don't have to have a check necessarily to donate. Do you take other kind of donations, I assume? Yeah, so um, especially with Kitty City coming up, um, we are looking for a lot of different kinds of donations from people who um, have um, 
you know, donations of materials, um, paint. Uh, we're going to need all those things to construct the building, um, even shrubbery and landscaping materials. And of course, volunteers, because we have volunteers outside of the foster volunteers. Our volunteers last year donated over 12,000 hours uh, of service making this organization run. So the gift of time is, is something that keeps us afloat as well. What what has what has surprised you about this project? I mean, I, I, did you expect it to be this thing that it is now? Oh, I hoped. You know, we had we had grand plans. Um, but anytime you start something, I remember there was an article um, uh, written about us years ago, and it said, two women are they barking up the wrong tree?" Um, <laughs> saying, you know, did did they realize? <laughs> what was what it was going to take the work it was going to take to do this we didn't write that no did we? you did not write that no. <laughs> no no not at all um and and you know it wasn't a, a bad article at all but it was saying you know when you're starting something um do you realize the effort that goes into it was basically the question that was was asked and we still have that article and we look back at it and it is it's been hard i mean it the the hours that go into it but at the end of the day, when you look at these dogs and cats and, and you are around these volunteers that care so much, I, I can't say there's a, a better feeling in the world. Yeah. And, it, and it's, um, there is a lot of people out there that care about pets and don't know necessarily how to help. Is there a place where they can go or call and see what they can do as far as volunteers yeah absolutely so we have a, a new volunteer orientation um, at least every other month sometimes if there is a demand um, every month so that's where all volunteers start they come uh, learn about our past present and future and learn about all the different ways to volunteer um, there's so many different ways to get involved from um, working with the animals to administrative tasks to events I mean if you have something you enjoy um, and you have time to, to donate to Misty Eyes, we can probably find the perfect spot for you. So. Yeah, that's that's great. And the Bow Wow Bash coming up later this year? Yeah, that'll be in September. So that's our um, festival, uh, everything dog, basically. And uh, we have some great vendors and food. And um, there's a silent auction at that, which is a lot of fun. And then we do the ball drop where we drop the uh, 200 tennis balls. Been listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Renee, thank you so much for um, being our guest today. Do you have any parting shot, any anything that we have not asked you that you'd like to tell um, our listeners about Misty Eyes? Yeah, d the only thing I'd add is we, um, you know, in addition to the adoption, we do a lot of outreach programs, and we are working across uh, Central Indiana with underserved areas. Um, we have a great new um, newsletter for uh, students getting ready to go out in June. That's going to be free and at uh, several local places and, and distributed through uh, community centers as well that teach responsible pet ownership and kindness towards all living things. Because as much as we continue these adoption programs, um, the only way that we're going to um, stop the overpopulation is, is through education. And we just think it's very important um, to include uh, kindness in our programs. Spay and neutering too, right? Spay and neuter, absolutely. Yeah, we're out talking about spay and neuter at these programs. And I spent years watching Bob Barker That's talk right. about on Price is Right. <laughs> Always said, get your pet spayed or neutered. Yes, he did. Hey, thanks so much again for joining us, Renee. Thanks for all you and your team do uh, for the county. And um, good luck at uh, Raise the Wolf. All right, well, thanks again for uh, having me. I've really enjoyed it.